Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz from Captain Katz and the Night Rider, and welcome to another special edition of Captain Katz and where I'll be introducing, where I'll be interviewing people inside and outside of the pop culture community and other people of interest that you should be following. Today, on uh, today's guest is none other than an accomplished author, a voice of the community for WordPress, which will be is, uh, which is our topic of the day, and everything she involves in WordPress. She's a rising star in that community as well, and also a fantastic photographer, the one, the only, Michelle Ames. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. I'm excited to, uh, to talk to you about WordPress and everything that WordPress stands for. Good. So am I. So for many of our, our listeners who might be saying, I've heard of WordPress, but I have no idea what it is or or what is WordPress. Can you explain to them what is WordPress? Sure. So WordPress is what they call open source. Um, it's an open source. Words are escaping me now. It's open source programming. It's open source um, application, if you will, for developing uh, blogs and websites. So when it was first launched, and I should probably know what year it was, but I don't, but it was when it was first launched over, I think, almost 16 years ago, it was a blogging platform, simple, simply like Blogspot or Blogger, those things that you're used to seeing. Um, and people realized very quickly that as an open source project, they could use it for more than just blogging. And it became a way for people to actually um, set up websites. So, you know, we call it a, um, a, you know, a CMS, a content management source. Um, and it's just a way for us to, to manage the content of your website. So, um, you know, people used to build websites in simple HTML and you can still accomplish much in HTML, of course. But with WordPress, you have a pre-built system a way to build those websites that you that's regularly updated that is uh, secure and a good um, source of software and a good community because you know when people don't know what to do they can turn to any number of uh, directions in the community to ask for assistance and get help whether they're paying somebody to help them or just getting um, advice from the local community or the global community wordpress is i mean i I sing its praises all the time. I know I drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago on <laughs> what WordPress is. Um, I kind of eat, breathe, sleep it, and it's my livelihood. It's my passion, um, and it's one of the ways that I just really enjoy. It's a lifestyle. You know, there's there's a hashtag WP Life, and it's true. Uh, WordPress can completely influence so many parts of your life in such an amazing way. Okay. That's good. So, um, is there any, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot that's been done for an uh, application for, for a short lifespan. Uh, more than most big companies or big app or applications that have been around for a long time can say or do. So are there any websites that have been built on or, or other sites, famous sites, um, that's been done on WordPress? Say like, for example, like, I don't know, like Nike or Coca-Cola or something like that or NASA. Yeah, so it depends on what you want to do with it, right? So lots of um, newspaper sites are actually built on WordPress because the blog uh, platform that's included in it makes it very easy to um, categorize your content and have it appear chronologically, but also still be really searchable. Uh, so like, I'm not going to remember specifically, I probably should have looked some things up beforehand, but you know, there's, there's, um, newspapers all over the United States and around the world that are using WordPress as their blogging platform right here in Rochester, New York. Um, the Democrat Chronicle here uses, uh, 
the uses WordPress. As a matter of fact, I used to blog for them before they shut down their blogging parts of their blogging things. I used to be one of their bloggers for the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle in the business section. So if you were to go to the Rochester, if you go to democratandchronicle.com and you search Michelle Ames, you're going to find the stories that I wrote for them about business. Uh, Vogue Europe uses uh, uses WordPress as their platform. Uh, Glad, like the Glad bags, garbage bags, mm-hmm. flux, things like that. Those That's built on WordPress. The old uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus before it closed down was built on WordPress. At one point in time, a lot of big name uh, celebrities like Justin Bieber, uh, Lattice Morissette, they all had their sites built on uh, WordPress too. I haven't checked lately to see if they still are, but I know like Ariana Grande was on WordPress. Like just a lot of people use WordPress uh, for small projects, for big projects. Uh, it's just, it's a really malleable, uh, flexible format to be able to use to create whatever you want and your, you know, make your niche, find your little niche on the web and make it what you want it to be. Yes, and um, just to let everyone know, uh, the Captain Cats and the Night Rider website is also made on WordPress as well. I think I had something to do with that. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. And I, I have to, love that I have to thank for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little side story, folks. Um, when I when I was trying to get the website going, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, thankfully I met Michelle and she helped me out in every way possible and I'm 100% truly grateful to you and I'm 100% truly grateful for the WordPress community because they were also helpful as well and they kind of opened their you know welcomed me with open arms and just been very wonderful and helpful and I cannot stress that enough well that's one of the things that I think is is most exciting about WordPress itself isn't just that you have this great software that you can use but that you have this incredible community. Every, almost every city across the United States has a WordPress meetup. So if you go to meetup.com and you're, and you type in WordPress within 25 to 50, 50 miles of you, you will find most likely a WordPress community that you can be part of. The, the meetings are free to attend and sometimes they're just open, like where everybody gets together. Hey, what's going on? Do you need, do you have any problems? Um, the Rochester community, we set up a, a you know, a, a schedule in advance so we know month to month what the topic is. And, you know, we present on different topics. We have different people come in and present on different topics. And then the second hour is just that open time. Like, hey, what's going on? Do you have any questions? Uh, how can we help you? And people will ask questions about, you know, what does anybody have a plugin they use for security? Or what plugin do you use for backing up your system? Or um, scheduling software and things like that. So we are really good at helping each other out. There's also a ton of online forums. So if you're in Facebook, there might be a local uh, group for you, or there's just a million different, um, maybe a million's a lot. There's thousands though of different WordPress uh, groups on, you know, on Facebook. Like um, we have one here in Rochester that's for the Rochester area. I know that, um, you know, different places, and I think I'm I'm on a bunch of different ones in different cities, Buffalo and Montreal and Ottawa and things that have their own commu- WordPress communities too. But also um, Reddit, for example. So if you're on Reddit, there's a subreddit for WordPress. There's a subreddit for WordPress plugins. There's a subreddit for WordPress themes. And you can go in there and you can post cool articles that you find or you can post questions. So in the last probably three weeks, if I get bored at night, and I don't believe in boredom, you can always find something to do when you have that 
those moments where you want to do something and you can't think of something, I go on Reddit, I scroll through the WordPress sub subreddit, and when people are asking for help and nobody's answered them, I answer them. I helped a woman in, um, I can't remember where she was located actually, somewhere, uh, I think she was, actually, I think she was in Argonne, because I remember she, we had a three hour time difference, because I'm in New York, but uh, she didn't, she got left high and dry by her web developer, and she didn't know how to fix things on her homepage. So we did a Google Hangout, where she shared her screen, and I talked her through, and I taught her how to use her own website in about a half an hour. I got the most amazing email through through uh, Reddit again, but the most amazing thing from her saying, everybody has not done what they promised to do. The first web developer gave me a beautiful site, but it wasn't usable. The second web developer gave me a usable site, but he left before it was finished. You, a stranger, not only followed through on what you said you would do for me, but you didn't even charge me, and you did it out of the kindness of your heart. So thank you for giving me back my um, my belief in humanity, basically. <laughs> so those kinds of things. That's what WordPress is all about, is helping each other out that way. The other thing that we have in WordPress is... Um, you know, and, and it, they're usually citywide, but they're it's city-based, but sometimes they're regional too, but they have WordCamps. So I was in San Diego last year, your neck of the woods, <laughs> for, <laughs> for WordCamp San Diego. And I like to speak at WordCamps, so I apply to speak at them. And I gave a talk to a sold-out room in, at WordCamp San Diego last year about the hidden features of WordPress. And it was kind of exciting because there were some people in the audience who were um, who I like to refer to as bigwigs in the WordPress community that I didn't know, who actually t- came up to me afterwards and said, oh, thanks for talking about XYZ. That was a project I worked on and you know, introduced themselves to me. And I get to know and rub elbows with some people who are, you know, bigger names in the WordPress community or who actually work for Automatic, which is the parent company for the open source software. So when you go to WordCamps, you can, you know, it's basically $20, $25 a day. You get food, you get sessions, you get all this education. There's an after party where you can network with people and get to know people more. It's just really exciting. So last year I actually spoke at eight different WordCamps. I traveled everywhere from San Diego, St. Louis, Montreal, um, Hamilton, Ontario, Kent, Kent State, Ohio. I was in Boston, Rochester, um, Buffalo, I can't remember all the different places I was in. And then I attended WordCamp US in Nashville. I didn't speak at that one, so it's exciting stuff though. And this year I'm um, really excited because I've actually been asked to be the keynote speaker for WordCamp Kent, Ohio and WordCamp Buffalo, New York. So I'm gonna be keynoting. And WordCamp US this year will be in November in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and they've asked me to be part of the organizing team for WordCamp US. So I'm very excited about all those things. Wow, neat. that's a lot of accomplishments that you that you're it's, doing so far and everything. It's exciting. It's an amazing community to be part of, and that's why it feels so good to be part of it and to give back. Yeah, that 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 does sound really good. And um, how that how that one person you helped out with helping her out that kind of sums up like your personality. You know, you're very uh, got a good heart. You're willing to help people take time out, take, you know, time out of your day to help people on simple things like that on WordPress. Uh, it shows that's kind of basically how the community is, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, um, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I know I'm going to get, um, uh, negative feedback on this one, but there are certain PC communities and stuff like that that don't tend to like be that way as well. Mm. Um, 
good example. Um, I do network security systems um, and programming. We tend to not share things. <laughs> <laughs> if if we know something that the other person doesn't know, um, we tend to keep that to ourselves. We don't want to share because we want to get ahead of the game. Um, yeah, so uh, so to hear that in in WordPress, I think that that's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 exciting. So it's not like being open and sharing when WordPress diminishes anything that you do. So I work for a company that makes money. We build uh, plugins for WordPress users. So the company I work for is Impress.org. We have two plugins that we have in the marketplace right now. One is called Give, and Give is an is a open source software. It's a plugin where people can use to get donations through their website. It's an amazing piece of software. We're helping um, this week. Actually, we hit over 60,000 active installs. So we are helping 60,000 organizations around the world raise money for their you know, mostly nonprofits. So I think of that as helping 60,000 places in the world make the world a better place with whatever they're trying to do, whether it's raising money for a dog shelter, um, building schools, you know, over in Africa or making, you know, better water filtration systems. Those are all actual places that we've worked with. Um, there's just, it's just amazing the different things that, that you can do. Um, and, and it's a free software. So we have give right in the, in the wordpress.org repository and we make money by having add-ons. So, you know, if you wanted to have recurring donations, then we can sell you, um, additional software to be able to do that. Our other, project is uh, called WP Business Reviews. What WP Business Reviews does is it will import from Google, Yelp, and Facebook your reviews in a really beautiful format. So you can see it on your website. You can have them tiled. You can have it in a carousel. Um, you can have it in a list, all the different reviews that have come in. So regardless of what kind of business you are, but like restaurants that get those all those Yelp ratings, you can have those on your website, and it's just a beautiful system. I'm not a developer, but the developers that I work with at Impress are just amazing at what they do. And our whole team, we have our team is, is distributed. So there are three of us here in Rochester. We've got at least three in India. We've got five or six people in California. We've got one in Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. And so we're distributed all over the place. But we are talking to each other all day, every day, um, on a piece of software called Slack. And Slack is a great communication tool that we use. So regardless of where you are in the world, you can be connected to people that work in WordPress. Oh, oh that's done. Not only the 60,000 installs, if I could also mention this other thing, we hit 300 five-star reviews this week on request uh-huh. for Give2. So we actually had a global pizza party on Friday where everybody from the company, whether they were in India, all the way over to New York, wherever they were, um, we all got on a, on a Google Hangout together and ate pizza together. Our, our uh, The owners of our company had Grubhub deliver pizza all over to us, so we all actually had pizza within about 10 minutes of each other. And uh, we got on a on a Google Hangout and we ate pizza together. So it was kind of fun to be able to do that, even though we're not in the same room, to still joke and laugh and have the, that fun to together and to celebrate. <laughs> well, that, that sounds very good. But also <laughs> congratulations on you guys for uh, reaching those milestones of yours. Thank you. Thank you. It was pretty exciting. We were watching the computer all day long, waiting for the numbers to roll over, you know, kind of like the old uh, telephones. We're like, mm-hmm. show Oh, Lord, now you hit that refresh button and it's like, still at $2.99. I asked one more, one more client, please give us a five-star review. Hit the refresh button again. 
and then it rolled over, and we're like, yay! Global party, the giffies are flying all over with the celebration and the, you know, the confetti flying and everything. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Well, congratulations to you and your company over there, the company that you work yeah. for. Um, it sounds like you guys do a lot for the community. You guys have a wonderful uh, plug-in and everything like that. Um, and uh, still, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So um, I do have a question about uh, WordPress. Um, actually, I was talking to um, uh, a friend of mine outside outside the other day, and they were at, they were interested about WordPress. So, mm-hmm. where would you recommend someone who has no knowledge or no background of WordPress at all whatsoever? Like, where would you tell them to? Here, go look over here, and that would be like your starting place mm-hmm. to learn. That's a great question. So there's so many online resources to learn WordPress. So if you, have you ever heard of Linda, Linda.com? L-Y-N-D-A. Yeah. So Linda.com has coursework, um, online coursework for just so many different kinds of things. And there are some great WordPress courses on Linda.com. As I said before, your local meetup is a great resource for that. Some local colleges even, te- even teach WordPress classes. Um, YouTube is a great place to turn to as well. Lots of people have done online YouTube um, tutorials and ways to, to, to teach that. WordPress.org is another great place to start. There's something on there called the Codex. So C-O-D-E-X, Codex.WordPress.org is all of the documentation for WordPress. And it's written in a pretty standard English kind of way. So it's not like you're suddenly reading, you know, Latin or something. Right. <laughs> It's not too difficult to follow along with. You don't have to be like, you don't have to know the tech talk necessarily to use that. Um, that's not the first place I refer people to, but if they're, you know, for lack of anything else, then absolutely uh, read the codex too. And I have not read it cover to cover, but it's, it's out there. <laughs> um, or there's people that offer classes. So in Rochester, I probably teach an intro to WordPress class three to four times a year. And I just do it in, I find space and I rent it out and I have anywhere from four to 10 people in a class. In the morning, they start out with nothing. By the end of the day, they have a basic WordPress website to start with. So there are all kinds of different places that you can look for that. Uh, okay. That's, that's very good. That's very, that's very good. It's very knowledgeable to know because, um, like I said, um, not a lot of stuff, not a lot of programs and stuff like that are that accessible. Right. Um, good, good example, like, um, from a pro, from a programming perspective, um, you know, like C, C plus, C sharp, you know, you gotta have to know everything and from the basics and you do have to go to like a university or college or you have to buy expensive books just to know the basics of it, you know. Um, but it sounds to me like the WordPress as a whole is kind of like the Jolly Roger of the internet, you know. It's all free. It's all open source. You know, we're willing to teach you how to be a WordPresser at R, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's really true that there's just a lot of people who are willing to share in the community. And I think part of that is that a lot of us have had help from other people. And it, it's definitely a pay it forward community. So people have helped me in WordPress. I want to help other people in WordPress. And in turn, those people help other people. And it's not that you can't make money because of course you can make money. I charge people to have to hold classes, you know, but mm-hmm. if somebody just, you know, me- messages me through Facebook or, you know, that kind of thing and says, Hey, I, I'm having trouble with the CSS. 
on this site, and I, so I have a friend who she and I constantly go back and forth. I'm like, I can't find the element. Why can't I change the color on this one element on my page? And she'll be like, oh, you, you're targeting the wrong thing. You need to target this element, not that element. And then it's like, boom, it falls into place. So we help each other out all the time, you know, and, and we don't charge each other for those kinds of little things. Right. Yeah. That's that. That's very good. That's that's very wonderful and all that. Um, I also do have a, a, another question for WordPress. Um, I know that the newest the newest edition just came out with right. uh, Gut- with Gutenberg, and um, can you explain to us what is Gutenberg? Sure. So Gutenberg is part of the editing part of using WordPress. So WordPress has an editor so that let's, let's say you open up a, pay, a new page or a new post, so a blog post or a website page, um, and then you have a little editor window in there where you can type and you can put your images and things like that. What Gutenberg has done is introduced a way to divide your page up into blocks. So you can have a text block next to an image block. And instead of having a page that just reads straight down from the top to the bottom, um, you can rearrange the blocks in ways that will make it more dynamically interesting. So a lot of plugin companies like ours, we have our own blocks. So now with Give, there's a Give Gutenberg block. So if you have Give installed and you're using Gutenberg, um, when you select which block you're going to use from a dropdown, you can select the Give block, which will then allow you to choose which one of your Give forms that you've made will go into that section on that page. So it's a little bit like um, Tetris. You know how like you can build Tetris from the bottom up and everything kind of fits neatly? Well, Tetris was just different size blocks and not like L shapes and things like that, right? Then you could build your page so that everything still sits within the same frame, but now you've got all the different blocks stacked on each other and they can take up different amounts of space on the page. So it's just really dynamic. Uh, it takes a little bit of getting used to, especially if you've been in WordPress as long as I have, which is about eight years. Um, so I've been doing it a certain way all this time. Now it's like, oh man, there's a learning curve again. But once you learn it, you love it because it's just a really dynamic way to build websites. Oh, okay. So say, for example, like myself, if <laughs> I wanted to learn to use Gutenberg, uh, would I be able to pick it up easily? Like, you know, just look at it, see it, and then just be like, ah, okay, I know what to do with it, or be more of like, I need to take some time to understand it first before I go into it. Yeah, it's hard to answer that question without knowing how people relate to learning and relate to information. So for some people, it's like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And for other people, they might want to take a little class or go online and and look at some tutorials on YouTube, for example. Um, It just depends on what your learning style is and how much you grapple with just getting in there and playing with it versus needing to know a little bit about it before you start to play with it. So, But the beautiful thing is you have the option, right? So you can actually just start to play with it, make mistakes, not make mistakes, you know, kind of thing. Or you can, there's all kinds of tutorials online that'll teach you more about it. Um, I always recommend to people a couple of things. One, before you make changes to your website, always run a backup. That way, if you do make mistakes, you can always redeploy the backup that you have so you're not losing any of the, the work that you had up to that point. But number two, if you're going to, let's say, start a new page with, you know, you're going to, you want to play with Gutenberg, start a new page. Don't suddenly start like working with your homepage of your website so that you realize that you're like, oh my God, I made all these changes and what happened to it? And how do I get back what I had before? And all those questions. So play either in a sandbox 
um, that you make on your server or play with some pages and posts that you aren't planning to actually publish until you get the hang of it. Don't start with your homepage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dilly noted. Um, well, from moving on from um, WordPress, let's talk about you a little bit. So uh-huh. <laughs> you recently, you know, you recently came out with a book. Is that correct? I did. So last last July, I published a book called A Good Firm Handshake and Other Essential Business Tips. It's about 130 pages, and it's based on blog posts that I had written, um, some for the newspaper and some on my own blog. And I took each one of the ideas that was behind one of those blog posts and turned it into a chapter. And the whole idea was... I, I've been on my school board for 12 years and several times a year we do these award type ceremonies and the kids kind of walk down the, the line and you shake the hands and that kind of stuff. And so many of our high school age students have no idea how to shake somebody's hand. You either get the death grip where you feel like you have to go get an x-ray afterwards. You get the cold, clammy, sweaty guy that's had his hands balled up in his pockets or whatever. Or you get the girls, and sometimes even boys, that kind of hold their hand out like they're the queen and they expect you to kiss the ring. Mm. You know? <laughs> or like the, the dead fish kind of thing. So um, the chapter in the book about handshakes is called uh, Somewhere Between a Dead Fish and Vice Grips. So the idea is how do we teach people to shake hands? Because that's one of the first impressions that you get when you meet a potential colleague or a potential customer face to face is that handshake. And so that's the, that's kind of lays the groundwork for the rest of that conversation and the rest of that relationship. So if you can get that handshake down. And so from there it was like, well, what else do people need to know about business? So there's, I, I can't remember exactly how many chapters, 16, 17 chapters in the book. And each one is about a different element of business. One is about how to build better business cards. Another one is um, how you should or how you, you might think about structuring your business um, and how you give away money. So once you have a business, everybody knocks on your door for donations, whether it's the local football team, you know, whether it's, um, you know, whoever it is, the Chamber of Commerce, whatever it is, there's people that are saying, hey, will you contribute to this cause or that cause? And you could go broke doing that, or you can come up with um, a way, a system in your own company by which you decide that you're going to give away money and how much there that you want to give away. So there's a chapter that's all about how to be philanthropic without breaking the bank. So those kinds of things are all in the book and talk about different ways that you can manage your company. The, the thing about the book is it's written in my voice. Um, people say that know me, they read it. They're like, wow, I can hear you reading it to me in my head because it sounds just like you talk because it's conversational. It isn't, you know, some textbook that's hard to understand. It isn't so simple that it's like a for dummies book. It's really just from my heart um, and trying to help other people have more successful business. Uh, okay, so that that's very good. That's very um, very that's very good, wonderful, and how the way you explain how how people read are gonna read it instead of just saying it's like you know the standard text college textbook. Yeah. It's more of like having a friend telling you what to do or giving you advice on what exactly. to do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I think there's there's two chapters that mean the most to me. The the second to the last chapter is called. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to remember my own titles. This is terrible, but I'm on the, like when you put yourself on the spot like this, right? But it's um, say, saying thank you and I'm sorry sparingly. You need to be very um, judicious in how you thank people and what you thank them for 
and when you should or shouldn't say you're sorry as a business owner. And so that chapter came out of some other things. That wasn't a blog post. That was something that came out of some interactions that I had with other people on the web and um, who were having problems in their business. And, and they were apologizing where they shouldn't have been apologizing and people thanking people for business transactions that were, you know, two-sided transactions and where there's better language to use than thank you. And so that chapter was really meaningful to me. And then the very last chapter is why entrepreneurs should take vacation. And so that's, it's, it's important to recharge our batteries. You absolutely need to take downtime for yourself. And it's not easy to do when you own your business because it's your baby. And it's hard to think of somebody else holding the reins for a week. But it's so important for your business, the health of your business, that you are healthy both spiritually, emotionally, and physically in your business. So taking the time for those vacations is important. I, I totally 100% agree on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really yeah. do. Yeah. I really, really do. Yeah. So um, if anybody was interested into buying your book, where can they locate your book? It's on Amazon.com. So they could search my name, Michelle Freshat Ames, or they could look for a good firm handshake and they'll find it on Amazon.com. Okay. Very well. That's good to hear. So you heard it here first. Heard it here first, folks. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And also, um, you're also a photographer as well outside. Yeah. I have a little photography business called Click Happy Designs. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Click Happy Designs, or you can find my website, clickhappydesigns.com. I'm also on Facebook, and I show um, a lot of my photography there. You'll see a lot of nature photography because that's what I enjoy. But I also do a lot of portrait photography. I've got wedding photography out there, um, headshots, portrait photography, families, things like that. And so I share those uh, with permission, of course, from my models, <laughs> my families that, that hire me um, into social media. So you can see some of my photography out there. So it's just a lot of fun. It's a nice way for, you know, building a website is a creative process. But I like to be creative in more than one direction. And being able to get out with my camera is a great way to have another creative outlet. Mm, okay well, that's good um if there was one picture out there that you have of, of all the pictures that you've done mm-hmm. that you can say that was your pride and joy that was mm-hmm. your that's your baby like yeah. what picture would that be i was at a friend's house uh, i think it was last summer and there the, they, they live on the lake uh, lake ontario and the sunsets in the summertime are just absolutely beautiful and so we're on their back deck and they, they're like, oh, look, the sun's going to be setting. And so I'm trying to snap in pictures of the sunset and the sunset's beautiful. And, you know, I mean, every sunset picture is gorgeous and they all start to blend after a while, whatever. But the sky was just this gorgeous reds and oranges. And they have a, a big dog and the dog started wandering around the, the yard. And at one point, the, I got a picture of the dog walking down the hill with the sunset behind it. And I thought, oh, that's really pretty. And then I got another picture of the dog just majestically looking out over the lake. And that was like, that's my quintessential picture. And then the third picture is the dog taking a dump right in front of the beautiful sunset. <laughs> 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 and about 30 seconds later, we realized we were downwind of that dog and it stank so bad. <laughs> so... I belong to some online groups, and so I posted uh, the picture of the dog looking out over the sunset and the lake majestically, and then the one of the dog, um, you know, defecating. And I said, which do you prefer? Which of these pictures do you prefer, number one or number two? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just being silly and let my sense of humor shine through. But that picture, I think, is is one of the quintessential ones. There's another one that I took last summer. My mom and I um, drove out to Montezuma Wildlife Refuge, which is between Rochester and Syracuse. And it takes about, you can't drive through, you, you drive through there, it's one way. It's all like gravel roads and it's it's swamps. There's uh, ponds there and there's just a lot of nature there. And uh, we were just, we brought the camera with us. It, it takes about a half an hour or more to drive through there because you can't drive faster than five miles an hour. And so we, we par- pulled off this one little place we parked and I'm looking out the window of the car and I see this ginormous bumblebee like visiting all these little flowers. There's like ganesha flowers, there's other little daisies and things. And I got a great picture of this bee in flight right near one of these bright orange uh, and red flowers. And the blur, which we call bokeh, which is where the background blurs and the foreground is really sharp. The beautiful green grasses that just blurred into this beautiful bokeh behind this bee in flight next to this red flower. I think that's my other favorite picture. Mm, okay. Sound, yeah, they sound both very um, majestic in how the way you told it and everything, especially the dog. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the first one, I think the dog is the star in that one. <laughs> I'll text both pictures. pictures afterwards. You can put them on your phone. <laughs> Definitely should. He's like, hey, if you're having a bad day, hey, look at this. No. <laughs> well, the, so I gave those pictures to the to the people that I know and. Um, they shared them with their kids, you know, their grown adult kids, and they just texted me a little while back, a couple weeks ago, and a picture he was, they were visiting their son, who has, I can't remember exactly where he lives, Virginia or something, and um, they had blown up the picture of the dog taking a dump, framed it, and put it over the toilet in their powder room. (laughs) 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 It's like, that's just, that's just beautiful. That's what that picture was made for. (laughs) Humor at its best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, so um, besides uh, um, besides uh, photography and being an author, you do collect stuff, um, pop culture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing that I, I do want the people to know, that um, WordPress does have a quote-unquote official mascot, is that correct? We do, we have it, it's actually an official slash unofficial mascot. So our mascot is called Wapu, and it's spelled W-A-P-U-U, and it's out of the classic anime-type character. And the Wapu is just this cuddly little Pikachu-type character, and it's holding a ball with a WordPress W on it. But once that character got put out there as an open-source character, people have taken it and turned it into many different things. So, for example, for WordPress or WordCamp Buffalo, we replaced that ball with the W on it with a giant chicken wing for Buffalo chicken wings. Um, you know, I can't remember all the different ones off the top of my head right now, but they're every different, like, oh, I think Word, WordCamp Halifax, it's actually the Wapu is a, um, uh, a lobster. Huh. Yeah, so they, you could morph it and use it for different things. The one for Rochester is holding a brownie camera and has, like, the old newsboy type cap on because this is the home of, um, Kodak and on a camera, uh, you know, so, so you can, they, they make it, I think, is it, is it Maine maybe that has one with moose antlers on it because of all the moose that are up in Maine. So there's all kinds of fun things that you can do with it. Well, a couple of years ago, I think it was two years ago, and I want to say it was WordCamp Miami, but if it wasn't, if I'm wrong, WordPress people don't come back at me and make angry faces. 
it was, but it was definitely, it was either, it was either Miami or Orlando, I think. Um, they decided to turn Wapu into superheroes. So there's a Wonder Woman Wapu, there's a Captain America Wapu. Um, I can't remember which other ones because those are my favorite too. I have the Wonder Woman one because I am a collector of Wonder Woman. Uh, and I also collect Wapu pins. So like the Wonder Woman Wapu pin was the quintessential collection item for me because it married both of those two things together. So in my office here in Rochester, there's one wall that's completely dedicated to Wonder Woman. But then my bulletin board has all my Wapu pins in it around like a border in my in my bulletin board over my desk. So yeah, Wapu, if you go to Wapu, uh, us you can see my friend james tryon he is like the wapu master and he has them all for sale on his website i think they're six dollars a piece maybe to get one of those enamel pins sent to you um and i bought a bunch of wonder woman pins and gave them out to some of my female colleagues that i work with at, in at impress and so we all have the female empowered wonder woman wapu and there's one that's a rosie the riveter wapu as well and i have her on my bulletin board too that very nice that yeah. is very very nice yeah i gotta get that captain america one though because he's cute <laughs> <laughs> oh and there's the gutenberg wapu i actually have the gutenberg wapu pin on my bulletin board too oh so how does the gutenberg wapu one looks like <laughs> it's just like the actual gutenberg the of the um gutenberg press fame so if you were uh-huh. to look a picture of like and that's a line drawing of course of what I think it was Johannes Gutenberg. I could be wrong on the first name, but um, what the actual Gutenberg looked like, it's kind of dressed like him with the hat and the beard and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's just, it's really cute. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. Man, it's just, that, that's, that sounds like very good and everything. And then your, uh, your collection of Wonder Woman, like mm-hmm. um, what made you drawn, well, like what, what made you attract yourself to Wonder Woman? Like, her origin story, her the art, or anything okay, so like that. This is just between us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever seen me and Wonder Woman in the same room. That's all I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no, I just love that she she is so powerful in her own right. That she is about truth. You know that her lasso and her. Uh, her lasso is about truth and understanding, you know, what, what is in fact, not, not based on emotion or anything else. And that she's powerful in her own right. She's an Amazon, Amazonian woman and she is just, she's out there for the good of everybody and the little person. And, and so I think of myself that way a lot, of, you know, and I think of being an empowered woman and being independent and having the ability to kind of be that for other people. Um, if they need help and I, I want to be that person that can help others. Okay. That's good. That's very good to hear. Just like Wonder Woman herself. Um, in your collection, is there like anything that you like, that's like you coveted the most? Like it's like your precious, your, your one, the one thing you can never trade off. I would probably never trade any of it, quite honestly. But, um, I've got a couple of comic books that I've got framed in comic book frames. I've got some, you know, Funko Pop kind of things on a little shelf. I enjoy that. I got a Wonder Woman crown uh, that sometimes I'll wear around the office just because I need to feel empowered. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some Wonder Woman mugs. I drink out of Wonder Woman mugs every single day at work. So I make my coffee in a Wonder Woman mug every day. I've got three or four of them. So I 
I trade off until they all need to be washed. <laughs> you know how costumes go. And, um, and then I have this great, um, I got the piece that you sent me that was made by, was drawn by an artist, and you probably remember her name and I don't, but it was Wonder Woman that was actually a pencil drawing, and that's framed and right in the center of my Wonder Woman wall. Yes, so, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's beautiful. So thank you so much for contributing to my collection that way. Oh, no, you're, you're most welcome. You're, you're, you're definitely most welcome. And you gave me a pin, too. Can we talk yes. about the pin? So you yes. your own pen. So you tell about the pen, where the pen came from. Okay, well, the pen came from the San Diego Comic-Con International, and it was a limited edition one because uh, during the time when the pen was, was out, um, DC was doing their whole Justice League um, um, marketing and everything like that. And that one was really, really hard to find. Out of all of the members of the Justice League, the Wonder Woman pin was the limited edition, the special limited edition one, because out of every, say, a hundred bags, maybe five or six of them out wow. of a hundred would have a Wonder Woman pin in there. Did you happen to get a Wonder Woman or did you trade all over the place to find one? No, I actually got one on my first try. Oh, that's fantastic. And you gave it to me, which made me feel very special. Yes. So of all the Wapoo pins, I have all my Wapoo pins, and then I have my Wonder Woman pin from you also on my bulletin board. Huh. Well, I'm glad you like them. <laughs> I'm afraid to wear it because if I lose it, it's gone. So she's going to be on the bulletin board. She's not going on a lanyard where it can fall off or anything else. She's she's in the bulletin board where she'll stay forever. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the funny thing, too, about that pin was um, when people found out that the Wonder Woman was the limited edition one huh? and people saw that I had it, they were like, how much do you want it? I'll trade you for it. And, like, I even got as far as somebody willing to give me $200 for it. Oh, my goodness. See, that's why I'm not to that wet, so I can't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, $200 just for this pin? He's like, yeah, I got all the other ones. I just need Wonder Woman to finish the collection. I'm willing to pay you $200. And I was like, I'm like no, I've got a friend. i got to send it no. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, no, no. No. She's like, she's on my website. I promised her a pin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it so much. You know that. <laughs> uh, well, you're welcome. And uh, without further ado, um, do you have any? Do you have any? Uh, do you have a message you can say to uh, all the listeners out here uh, about WordPress and everything? And also, if you like to, uh, would you like to uh, give out? Uh, your any of your social media if you have any to plug out, plug yourself out and people can follow you oh fantastic thank you yes so my my message regarding wordpress is get involved if you want a website if you want a blog if you want um social uh, you know to incorporate all your social media into one place if you want to have an e-commerce store wordpress can do all of those things for you um it's it can be very inexpensive it can range to very expensive it depends on what you want to invest in the tools that you're using so for example there are free plugins for forms you can also pay a lot of money for forms. There are free plugins for security. You could pay a lot of money for security. So it just depends on what your needs are and how you do that. Um, but you can actually build a website fairly, excuse me, fairly inexpensively with WordPress and a little bit of know-how. If I would say if you could buy things on Amazon, you can start a WordPress website. Now, whether or not it looks like you want it to look, might take a little while to get there, but that's okay because there are people willing to help you and there's all kinds of ways that you can learn to do it. Um, it's a very, very open community. 
the other thing I would just tell you is, you know, just try it. Play around with it a little while. You don't, you know, don't start a website on Saturday and expect to publish it on Monday. It takes a little while to get it to where you want it to look. And that's okay. Take the time you need to make it what you want to make it. And then if you're not happy, there are lots of people who are who do this for a living. I had a business for five years building websites for other people. And that's how I met, that's how I paid rent. That's how I, you know, put gas in my car is that other people wanted what I could provide for them and they were willing to pay for it. And that's that's a beautiful thing too. It's it's all about um, getting what you need in the right way, whether you do it yourself or pay somebody to do it because there are some incredibly talented people out there who can do that for you. Um, WordPress right now powers uh, a third of the internet. So one out of every three websites you visit is probably has WordPress at its core, which means that it's definitely here to stay. It's um, secure. It's got all kinds of flexibility and it's definitely a tool that's worthwhile. Um, as far as my social media, you can find me on Instagram, either at Click Happy Designs or at Michelle Ames. My Twitter account is at Michelle Ames, um, and I'm also on Facebook, so uh, feel free to find me in any one of those places. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out if you have questions about WordPress. Uh, you can either reach me through Captain Cat, or you can reach me um, at any of my own social media. But if, if people you know don't remember me and they want to reach out to you, feel free to funnel them over. All right, then. Thank you. I definitely will. Awesome. All right. And without further ado, I'd like to thank Michelle Ames for being here, being our special guest on this topic of WordPress. Thank you for having me. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Okay. All right, then, everybody. And I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you guys enjoy this special edition of Captain Cat's Anne. And I hope to see you guys for the next special Captain Cat's Anne. And just to let you guys know, tomorrow we are going to have our uh, Monday. We're going to uh, be back on our regular schedule for Captain Cat's and the Night Rider and also for Red Shoe Shoots. So until then, I hope you guys have a great day. Have a marvelous weekend. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.